in a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Welcome to the Tech Today podcast. It's your host, John Mayetta. Good to be back. Haven't been with you all in several weeks. If you want to stay current with us, if for some reason we go dark on a podcast, we're busy on a project or what have you, we typically continue to punch out written content, video content at Tech Today. So you could follow us at techtoday.com, T E K 2 day, number 2 day. And we usually get an article out one a week, if not more, sort of one at a minimum. So even if the podcast goes silent, you could typically see what's top of mind with us over at the website. And I'll review some of it because some of this stuff is is still relevant. The one where we've seen the most traffic, the most interest over the past several weeks is around prospective acquirers for Bloomberg. So former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg threw his hat in the ring some weeks ago for the Democrat nomination and some of the various business press were, were publishing articles around prospective acquirers for Bloomberg. It's not clear to us that Bloomberg would have to divest his assets, that he would have to sell off Bloomberg LP were he to win the presidency. I believe he could put the LP in a trust and maintain a passive interest, equity interest, but just not have say over, over the day-to-day management, not be an operator. So in any event, we went through a list of names and discounted some names that were mentioned in various articles from you know Wall Street Journal, New York Times. I can't remember who, who wrote them. But we posit that Bloomberg <clears throat> would have an enterprise value of approximately $40 billion. You figure roughly 325,000, 350,000 users, 20,000 per user per year. We assumed a 40% EBITDA margin and a 15 times multiple is where we think the asset would trade. This is just the, the core data terminal business, not the, the news side. And that applied an enterprise value of approximately $40 billion on $7 billion of revenue at a 40% EBITDA margin, 15 times multiple. So an acquirer presumably would, would have to pay a premium on that number. That, that, that $40 billion estimate is where we think it would trade were it a public company, not necessarily where a trade, an acquisition would get done. Some of the names that were talked about in the press, Microsoft, don't believe Microsoft is a realistic buyer. Certainly large enough, but that was a name that has been bandied about for, for years. And that rumor started under, under Steve Ballmer. As we've talked about on this podcast at length, Microsoft today, for the past five years, has been a very different company under CEO Satya Nadella. You know, he takes a much more collaborative approach with would-be competitors than does Ballmer. You know, he favors, that is, Satya Nadella favors coopetition. Under Nadella, the cloud is really the core strategic focus, the cloud being Azure, the remote server business, edge computing, edge of the network, embedded at broadly defined AI. So as you're probably aware, Microsoft, AWS, Google, all these cloud providers, it's not just, you're not just leasing remote servers from them, you're, you're leasing embedded capabilities within those remote servers, such as machine learning, deep learning, NLP. Quantum computing is now something that they're offering, AWS, Google, Microsoft enabling customers to experiment with quantum computing, almost like a a sandbox environment. So that's Microsoft's focus. So we would expect Microsoft from an M&A perspective to go after companies that could help accelerate what they're doing in the cloud. And that could be other companies that have AI capability like Alteryx. It could be companies that could help Microsoft, that could help Google 
because they're all doing this, AWS, optimize the cloud infrastructure. And we have a separate, separate article around that. And I'll talk about that in a separate podcast. We have an article that talks about how the big cloud providers are building out proprietary hardware and processing capabilities that's optimized for mass scale in the cloud. So Microsoft, in summary, out as a Bloomberg acquirer as far as we're concerned. IBM, another one that keeps getting mentioned. I just don't see it. You know, we first wrote back in 2015 that IBM should pursue an information services M&A strategy. They should have acquired companies like my old employer, Solera, like Verisk, like IHS Market, like Faxet. Had they done that years ago, as they began the shift, as IBM began its shift to a recurring revenue model, they could have picked up those businesses that I just mentioned at a nice valuation, they were all trading single, low single-digit billions, mid-single-digit billions, but now all double-digit billions. I mean, Verisk is pushing on a $30 billion cap. Same with IHS. Things have gotten prohibitively expensive for IBM, but those acquisitions would have created a nice buffer for IBM as it moved to a pro-rata RevRec model. It would have helped bolster revenue. They would have been margin accretive. Those data-rich information services businesses would have provided grist for the mill. Remember, IBM was pushing, pushing Watson heavily years ago. Well, Watson and its analytic capability could have had a field day running analysis on all of the, the data that's inherent in those information services businesses. And for those of you that don't know information services, information services is not like, it's not uh, a traditional business service. It's not a BPO business. It's not a consulting business. They are high margin, typically somewhere between a mid thirties and a low forties EBITDA margin data centric business. They are technology companies. They've always been known as information services. The name is a little bit misleading, but they are very much technology companies. So IBM out as an acquirer of Bloomberg in our view. Google's another one that was, was mentioned that I just I, I, I don't see it. They, too, are focused on artificial intelligence, their cloud, uh, Google doing a lot, as we talked about earlier in the year, in terms of on-device computing. Those on-device apps leverage AI, machine learning, deep learning models. So their focus is really on broadly defined AI and bringing that capability to the masses via the phone. So just don't see how Bloomberg makes sense there either. Another thing that Bloomberg could do were it to, were Michael Bloomberg you know, should he want to uh, divest the asset, he could acquire a smaller publicly traded financial technology company, information services company, and go public through the back door. And some combination of the acquired firm and his team could, could run the company. And he would be a passive equity holder, but not have a, uh, an executive role. So they could find a, Bloomberg could find a quality fintech company, information services company, smaller company, and acquire it. So Smaller companies with strong management teams, examples would include Faxet, IHS Market, SSNC Technologies, three examples of companies with strong management teams that have domain expertise within, within financial services. So let's talk about briefly here some of the prospective acquirers as we see it. You've got ICE, the Intercontinental Exchange, ticker ICE, under founder CEO Jeff Sprecher. Highly acquisitive, data is central to their model. That would make a lot of sense. You've got CME Group, which we're not the only ones to have mentioned CME. They could certainly execute a trade. London Stock Exchange Group, who earlier this year agreed to acquire Thomson Reuters data terminal business. That's been, you know, was renamed when it was spun out to Refinitiv. So LSE is certainly large enough, although, you know, they're in the process of executing the, the Refinitiv deal. So to close that and then to swallow Bloomberg, I think is asking a lot. Don't give that LSE a high probability of executing a, a Bloomberg acquisition. 
You've got FIS, ticker FIS, which is certainly large enough, has been around in financial services since the late, late 80s, if I'm not mistaken. Lots of domain expertise there down in Florida. Do not forget, do not discount JP Morgan, who has spent, I believe, they've invested double-digit billions in technology this year alone. We've written several articles about JP Morgan, I think in Q1 of this year, maybe also early in Q2, where we talked about JP Morgan as a as essentially a fintech company, given the amount of capital they're investing behind the scenes in initiatives that would be transparent to the customer as well as uh, customer-facing applications. The long shot would be Facebook. And I say that because you know, Zuckerberg is on the record having talked about and written about multiple times this year where Facebook is going to de-emphasize news and further emphasize private chat, private messaging, particularly small groups. And one of the things that Bloomberg is known for is their messaging. That's been the case for, for decades. And many may not be aware that Facebook has had an initiative for some time, Facebook for Business, which hasn't done terribly well, particularly with enterprises. And were Facebook to acquire Bloomberg, they would have a, an enterprise asset that would give them deep domain expertise within the financial services vertical. So a bit of an experiment, uh, as I say, a, a long shot, but there is, there is logic there, and Facebook certainly has the, the, the cash to do it. And then, of course, you get private equity, some sort of a club deal that could happen. So if we were to rank the probability of, of who is the most likely acquirer of Bloomberg, in our view, we publish a top three. I mean, you could read about this at, at Tech Today. We published this article that I'm referring to here in this this episode back on November 29th. So as I say, if you want to stay current with what is top of mind, we typically put out the long form article before we do the podcast. So number three, we actually have a tie. CME group, ticker CME and FIS, ticker FIS, would be CME's largest deal far and away. And FIS under founder Bill Foley built its business on acquisitions. So they certainly know how to execute deals. So a two-way tie for the third spot. Number two, J.P. Morgan, Jamie Dimon. J.P. Morgan clearly places a premium valuation on technology. Jamie Dimon is no stranger to large deals. They are a real prospective buyer. And then number one, the company that we think would be most likely to acquire Bloomberg is Intercontinental Exchange, ticker ICE, under founder CEO Jeff Sprecher. Sprecher also built his company larger through acquisitions. For the most part, by acquiring marketplace-based assets, ICE has acquired data-centric assets like Bloomberg, and data is a focus for the company. So from a strategic standpoint, Bloomberg certainly would fit. So those are the top three. Good to be back. We'll see you all next time. Be well.